within the first week with a new client, we can tell how well they're going to do. Like every once in a while, someone will start out not very well and then do better. But usually it's just like, all right, you're not taking responsibility for anything. That's tough. That's not going to go well. That's the guy who's like, hey, so I, I, I tried this. What do you think of it? I'm like, I'm glad you tried it. I'm glad you didn't sit on your thumbs waiting for me to tell you to do stuff. That's good. What is up? I'm Darren and sometimes go as D Lake. And I'm your host of the internet's most exciting health, fitness, and self-improvement podcast, Master of Some. If you want to be a better athlete and an all-around dope person, this podcast might be for you. If you've ever wondered if and how you showed up physically for your workouts that day affected the rest of your mental and emotional life, this episode could be promising for you. If you consider yourself a generalist slash jack of all trades and want to learn how to use different tools to combine your many passions for better living, this show is definitely for you. I'm constantly struggling to find the meaning of things in my life. These wellness frameworks have helped me apply the same processes and habits to other areas in my life, and we'd love to share them with you. Also, in the process, we try to have a bit of fun doing it. If you haven't already, please subscribe or follow on whatever you use to listen to your podcast. Most of the original music is produced by me. I go as Delay Creates. So if you like any of the music, you can add it to your device playlist by going to masterofsomepod.com slash music. Please send this podcast or your favorite episode to someone that you think would get something out of this. We sometimes curse, swear, and use bad language. So please be mindful where and how you listen to our show. This episode is an experiment of sorts called Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise. If we like it, we might keep it. If not, then we'll can it. Phil kind of suggested that we capture our ketchups in a bit of a structured manner. I said, yeah, cool. This episode is a snippet from a conversation I had with John Fox. I found John via the Medium.com network algorithm. I'd say his content and value would be if Tim Ferriss and James Clear had a baby. A health, fitness, and wellness baby. I've been following John's work for a while and super grateful that he jumped on a web call with me that got recorded. The rest of this conversation will be released sometime in the future as it's part of something slightly ambitious that I'm putting together. Here's a bit more about John from John. I'm a personal trainer. I live in Hollywood, California. Almost all my business is online right now. I coach people on diet and exercise who really want to get into the best shape of their lives, not just not be obese, but really be in great shape and put in the work to do it. I am, I'm an NSCA certified personal trainer, uh, precision nutrition certified uh, nutrition coach. Uh, I've completed the coursework for uh, the Bayesian bodybuilding personal training course. And I really take a science-based approach um, is really grounded in studies, in science, but I also personalize it to the individual. And I really push people to work harder than they ever thought that they could, because I've learned that people are capable of more than they think they are. Health is wealth. You better watch your diet. How are you doing with all of this? I know that, you know, obviously you like being outside and doing that. Are you, are you okay? Yeah, I'm, it's all right for me. I mean, I'm a pretty introverted guy. Um, I mean, there's, I miss seeing people. I miss going out, but it's not terrible for me, you know? I mean, it's just, I watch TV, I play video games, I'm playing like, like I play like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff, so I'm playing that over Discord, so I'm at least interacting with other human beings. Um, you know, I talk to my family a lot. 
So I don't want this to last too much longer, but I'm okay with it. I'm, I don't feel like I'm going crazy or anything. And I mean, I still go out and go for walks a couple times a day. Like we can at least do that here. Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately I'm, I'm in the middle of a big city, so it's one of the more shut down parts of the world. Yeah. But you know, for me, I have a high tolerance for isolation. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, cool. That's how about good. you? I mean, how is it over there? Um, we, we got the numbers down, uh, or sorry, they're starting to go down. It's, uh, at about, it's stayed at about 6,000 in the past week. Uh, so our numbers definitely for the yeah. whole country. Um, and uh death yeah. rate's really low and it, it's like I, I didn't think they would do it here because they weren't taking it seriously like once it started hitting like italy and and europe and then the u.s we like the yeah. government didn't start shutting things down it was like the the prime minister here he was like oh yeah. yeah it's fine it's fine and then every few days they started getting stricter and stricter so it wasn't this on off switch and then like yeah. they finally were like okay we're gonna sit here which was a tiny bit less restricted than the U.S. Actually, it's very similar to the U.S. Um, but yeah. everyone really respected the because we're we're coming out of summer, so it's still super nice. We had the whole beach fiasco. Everyone was at the beach, you know, when they're supposed to be like, yeah, there's there forty thousand people too. at yeah, it was forty thousand people at you know at the beach in, in Bondi, Sydney, um, and everyone was like, oh, you can't do this. Um, so they closed all the beaches, and that's when they were like, hey guys, we need to take this seriously. But everyone did like it's weird because I'm I'm like ten minutes away from the city, and um yeah. and everyone is actually respecting it like or at least everyone that I see, and I thought like people would kind of be like oh, like everyone even like really close friends of mine everyone's like you know one point five meters like you know six feet like and it's it's down to yeah. like, and I was like holy shit like I thought people wouldn't take it that serious because they weren't a week before so now you know it's been three or four yeah. weeks now and the numbers are finally showing. And because we were a bit late, because we're a smaller country in the U.S., I think it was just. But we could, if we would have waited a week or two, um, I think we would have been similar to U.S. in you know per capita. So, uh, so yeah. So yeah. Um, people here, people here really thought that no one was going to respect the the quarantine that that was going to be an issue. It really hasn't been. Yeah. Like people have been really good about it here, um, and that seems to be true in most of the U.S. too, other than. Yeah. Now we have we have like this weird minority of people who think everything's a conspiracy. But, <laughs> you know, then but then the, the thing is though, people have this tendency to like really exaggerate how big like how big or influential those weird little minorities are. But more so now that people are not even going out and seeing it for themselves, and they're just like seeing everything on the internet. And it's like that's like a few thousand people. Most of the country is doing really well. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, no, you see the, like, you just see the protests and whatnot, and everyone's like, oh, the U.S. is fucked, and I'm like, I'm like, no, they're not, it's the U.S., like, they're not that fucked, and yeah, I promise we'll you, every, okay. everyone's not, not, everyone's not doing that, all of my friends are not doing that, like, even my friends that voted for Trump are not doing that, so, um, it's, it's, like, I, I feel like, you know, the, you, the media is obviously just over-exaggerating one small, like, it, you know, if you drive the car really fast, it looks like a huge population of people, it's like, everyone's what? out now, <laughs> Where the media is trying to like the media is really exaggerating like the difference between Democrats and Republicans on this issue. Like like they're posting these polls that say like, oh, Democrats are more worried about the getting sick and Republicans are more worried about the economy. It's like, well, first off, you made them choose one or the other. So you don't really know the magnitude of how much they value one or the other. Second, you get polls that are like, well, how worried are you that you or someone you know will get the virus? Oh, Democrats are more worried than Republicans. Well, 
Democrats disproportionately live in crowded cities and Republicans live in, like, we actually do have more to worry about. Like, that's, that's a logical difference of perspective. Sure. And then, like, and then, like, the new thing here is, oh, Texas is reopening. Texas is already reopening. Can you believe it's already reopening? It's too early to reopen. Texas is allowing curbside pickup and delivery. They're uh, not reopening everything. They're not, like, reopening the bars. They're not ha- having baseball games. Yeah. Just that one thing. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they really try and make it seem like there's just there's a massive gulf between the two parties. And – other than Trump himself, there really isn't. Yeah. There really doesn't seem to be. If you look at what people actually want to do rather than how they frame it. Here comes the money. Easy money is a sucker's racket. You know, the quote unquote flyover states, no disrespect. Um, that is where the majority of the people that vote for Trump live. And yeah. they're not they're in very spread out areas. So they're like, Oh, what are you talking about? I'm fine because I live on a farm. And you know, like yeah. and they're like, please stop this whole like the, the economy being ripped to shreds right now. So I, I get it. I absolutely get it. Uh, you know, I gotta say, here in Los Angeles, we're at fifty percent unemployment. So holy shit. You know, there's also a lot of people on the left, like who would like to mock this concern over the economy, which it's not a trivial concern. I mean, most of the people mocking it are people who have office jobs and are now working from home. It's like, no, there are other people who are unemployed now. They are poor and they have no job. And that $1,200 stimulus check, they're worried that that's the only thing standing between them and eviction. Like it's not a, it's not a trivial concern. That doesn't mean fuck it, reopen everything. But it means, you know, do the absolute most you can and lock down as hard as you can for as long as you can. Not necessarily the way to go. Like people, people have to work. Yeah. Um, and even if you start giving out money, the stuff that's bought and sold with that money needs to be produced by someone. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so the the dominant and 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 the people people need to have a career going too. It's it's also just not good for your career development. Yeah. Even if the government's giving you free money to have a gap in your career. Um, and it's not good for your mental health to have not a goddamn thing to do. I got to say, I, I've i been unemployed uh, in the past. And I have to say, um, it, it's more than just not having money. You feel like shit. Yeah. Uh, I don't want anyone to have to go through that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think I don't think we're ready to quite reopen yet, but I do think we need to it can't just be, oh, we're going to all stay quarantined for three more months. Uh, we need to start thinking about a, fr- a phased reopening so people can work. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. And, 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 and that's what's going to happen, obviously. I mean, everyone's already talking about it, and I think they're being very responsible about it. I think the, the media and more so some of the just the very online people on Twitter who like to fight about everything are making it sound like, oh, these people want to reopen everything tomorrow oh, well, these people don't care about the economy. In practice, I think governments are going to be pretty responsible about it. Um, I have to say, I think state and local governments both have been pretty good overall. Um, It's the federal government that's kind of... And by the way, do people understand that in Australia? Because I know in Europe, um, most people really don't understand just how much... um, how much of the government power in the U.S. is with state and local governments. In Australia, um, they they are the people that understand politics are blown at how much power the state has. 
because the states yeah. don't have as much power here. Like, um, you know, I, I'm big into cycling and the cycle infrastructure yeah. is garbage here in, in Sydney. And it's, it is governed literally by federal. They actually pump the money into yeah. Sydney city, which is the local. And they say no. And yes, yeah. like there, there was a bike lane, perfect example. There was a bike lane that was built by yeah. the city of Sydney federal, sorry, not federal. Sorry. The state came in and uh, it wasn't really federal, but the state came in and then said, nope, yoink, and ripped up the bike lane. It's a huge artery that served a lot of people that yeah. were commuting. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's like you can get trumped by everyone else, whereas in the states, it's like a state can actually like take, you know, the federal government to court, and it happens a lot. And they're like, nope, nope. And it's just, and there's yeah. always this like fight against state and federal. Um, and I, a lot of Australians, to your, to your original question, they're, they're actually very, very surprised by how much power. And I'm like, it's because there's so many damn states. And, you know, like, and the, the thing is i think that trump Trump and they never like the federal government never said there's a national lockdown or you know whatever it is stay at home every state had their own and i think it's really the the government's very the federal government's very particular about the wording they use um to make sure there's not this tyranny that's running around you know running shit yeah i think most people in other countries just do not quite grasp the degree to which the federal government can just royally screw up and the country can still be mostly okay because yeah. the federal government is like thirty percent of the government. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, um, I, I think I, I would now. I'm thinking. I think it's because there's so many damn states, like, and it's just like you know, there's not too many countries where there's so many states, or maybe there are. I, I don't haven't been to every country, but here in Australia, there's oh, I should know this. Five countries and two. Ter- I'm a citizen. This was on the test. Damn it! <laughs> like there's five five states and two territories. But um, yeah, you know, like, and, like that. Yeah, yeah, and the and the country's the literally eighty to ninety percent the size of the U.S. Like as far as you know, size wise. Yeah. So um, that that just goes. And to I show. talk to people, and they and they don't get it. They're like, but America waited so long to lock down. Like, no, California didn't. Yeah. We were the first. We're yeah. all right. Here is the reason why. Do you realize the significance of this? You've given me the okay to republish your articles, and I meant to say thank you for that. I haven't republished them yet. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I haven't republished them yet, but I'm, I'm going to, and I've kind of done a, a little bit of a, a little marketing around that. So it's just more of me, like, content curating, but also, like, just yeah. giving props and spreading your your stuff out. Um, and I would have I easily just sent a link, but you were like, oh, it's only to my email people. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, I appreciate you letting me do that. So thanks a lot, man. Yeah, which which articles are you republishing, by the way? It was the one on uh, the the these types of people do this. Um, the habits of highly effective trainees. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, because it was email only. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that one. That was and it's like it's funny because I go, oh shit, I was gonna write about that, and then I'm like, well, you already wrote it, so I might as well just post it as you know yeah. for you, and then you know get people to uh, because you, you like if someone's done something, like I try to I try to write around things or at least from my opinion or my perspective, and if someone's done exactly how I was gonna do it, the way I was gonna do it, I'm like, fuck it, I'll just share it to everyone. It's pointless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, that's one of those things that trainers kind of are reluctant to talk about because it's just like we don't like saying. But like within the first week with a new client, we can tell how well they're going to do. Like every once in a while, someone will start out not very well and then do better. But usually it's just like, all right, you're not taking responsibility for anything. You're not taking any action unless I very specifically ride your ass on it. That's tough. Yeah. That's not going to go well. Yeah. And that's the guy who's like, hey, so I, I, I tried this. What do you think of it? I'm like, I'm glad you tried it. I'm glad you didn't sit on your thumbs waiting for me to tell you to do stuff. That's good. Yeah. Like it's the people who take initiative and do, 
and it kind of like they start doing stuff first and then ask me like, what do you think? What should I change? As opposed to, I'm not going to do anything until you tell me to. That's what I look for. Yeah. Um, but you know, you never want to say that like, oh, I can already tell you're not going to make it. <laughs> you know, you kind of sometimes are thinking it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's that's what I was talking about with wanting to kind of move up scale is I just want more of those awesome clients who are just raring to go. Yeah, that's the best one. When I, when I was uh, trying to get into the coaching thing early on, I said, I just want to coach people that are like me where they're just like super motivated and they just need a bit more like structure or at least another kind of uh, uh, an objective opinion of sorts with someone to just be like, okay, let's, let's just correct that over there. They're just not them. Cause obviously you have blind spots. You can only see, but so far. All right. Well, thank you so much, man. And you enjoy yourself. All right. All right. Later, Darren. Later. Thank you. And that's it. As always, we really appreciate you taking the time to listen to us ramble about shit that we think is cool and you potentially find interesting. Our goal is to help people make fitness and health relatable to life. Please subscribe, rate, and comment on any platform you use to listen to us. Oh, and share any episodes with anybody that thinks this shit is cool and helpful. If you have any questions, concerns, suggestions for the episode, or hell, if you want to be on the show, hit us up. We're mainly on Instagram, but you can hit us on Twitter and Facebook. The best way is to email us talksomeshit at masterofsomepod.com. If you like any of the music that you heard this episode, it's available for you to listen outside the podcast, masterofsomepod.com slash music. This episode was produced by Podpaste. Full disclosure, that's my podcast company. Don't worry if you didn't get all that. There's a link in the show note description. Again, thank you so much for listening. Peace.